0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest is County Legislature legislator, legislator Todd, Todd Drake, and he's here to talk about the ninety-five thousand dollars settlement that was appro- approved by the county, Albany County Legislature. So, Todd, you know, I'm sure that. A lot of people missed that story. Can you give kind of like an overview of what led to the settlement of $95,000? Well,
1: you know, I have to say, since I learned of this in the newspaper and not through government channels, which I think we should point out is the case for many of the legislature, legislative members, um, it's hard to say the details. But it. it it's my understanding that uh, rather than litigate the case um, and you know expose uh, you know further players individually or the county itself, I mean that this was uh, this was the answer. There, um, it, it's my understanding that the the young lady involved was part of the subject of Mike Connors, the former controller uh, for Albany County, that it was part of his. Uh, review um, of the time and attendance and other practices that uh, he felt were were suspect when when he did the um, did the audit, and uh, it mm-hmm. seems that during that time it came to light that uh, she was uh, the, this young lady was supposedly moved on the basis of you know potentially some other conflicts outside of her work performance. She was moved between positions and had some lost wages in that. Case or potentially a demotion, and then um, ultimately there were allegations of harassment and other things. It's hard to comment directly because I don't have any direct knowledge of those of those things. Um, but I can tell you that we learned that through the newspaper, and um, it was somewhat surprising, you know, to uh, to find out that that had been settled. Uh, what
0: surprised you about it? that it was so harsh. Well, you know not knowing
1: anything about it I mean I think um, the legislature itself I mean there are probably members of the legislature who were involved but the body as a whole may not have been a prize and I think as representatives of the county of the taxpayers it would be helpful if we we knew a little bit more about the process but um, with that said there's there's a there's a contract uh, review board that is used for items that are under a hundred thousand dollars. And this, you know, at $95,000 would qualify for that. It was, as far as I understand it, cryptically included as a, you know, a, 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 some kind of payout without any details. So it would be difficult for the average person working with Albany County to know that that was the subject of, of a review. And, um, so it would not have to come in front of the legislature. If this were a larger settlement or some other type of contract, any kind whatsoever, over $100,000, it would come before the legislature. So that's why people weren't very well versed um, in, in the details of that settlement or involved.
0: So do you, you're a Republican in, in the county legislature, and the Democrats are in the majority. Do you think the Democratic majority was aware of the uh, settlement whereas the republicans were kept in the dark
1: i i couldn't say either way i don't like to speculate on what someone may or may not have known that's impossible to do um i I think it's likely that at least certain people knew about it i I don't know that everyone knew about it and um you know that that, again i'd be speaking out of school if i were to say that you know i don't know but I, i get the sense that certain people would be in the know, and I think that's true of any organization, right? Um, so I don't think it's just folks from Republican, independent, and conservative walks of life that um, that didn't know about it. I'm sure there's others as well.
0: Okay, so um, do you have anything to say? What I'd to like to comment
1: if... on is that it would sure. have been much, much better if we did know informally or some kind of memo so that we would have been prepared regardless of whether anybody had any differing opinions on the outcome or you know none of those things are really relevant what i think it's important is that we as legislative members as as elected representatives understand at least what's going on you know have a a transparent line of communication because certainly we we could be asked about this and candidly there's potential liability to the taxpayers and to the county and, and i think that's relevant
0: Right, right. So, from what what you what you've uh, read, you you actually have no other insight than what you've seen in the newspaper.
1: Well, that's essentially, you know,
0: we we've gotten
1: some other details, you know, after making inquiries, you know, but nobody presented anything as in, um, you know, a cohesive effort to ensure that the legislative body understood what was going on and what the proposed outcome would be. So, you know, A, there's obviously no, no opportunity for an objection, and I'm not suggesting I would have objected. I'm suggesting that there's no opportunity for one. I think transparency is very important in all government communications, and this is certainly an opportunity that was lost to be inclusive and transparent. Do
0: you find a lot of the legislation is not transparent? that comes out of the county legislature?
1: Could you be a little more specific what you mean by that question? I'm I'm not quite sure how to answer it. Maybe you could just elaborate
0: Uh, a little bit. A lot of the uh, legislation that's passed by the county legislature, would you say the majority of it is transparent or no? Transparent as it
1: relates to what the intent is or yeah. transparent as in that it's going on and the public knows about it is that what you mean
0: yeah yeah
1: well you know i yeah. mean we do have um public hearings available um you know particularly uh you know for any resolution and local laws um i think what you're getting at is do you maybe what you're asking me is do you feel that the legislative process goes out of its way to make sure that the public understands all of these things. If, if you're asking that, yeah.
0: um,
1: I would say sometimes and sometimes not. It's um, I think that we have made some pretty good strides in the last, you know, four or five years in, in, in a bipartisan effort, you know, to increasing transparency in how the legislature works, how the County works. And, and that's, Certainly not confined to legislative uh, efforts. I mean, there have been a number of people and departments who have, I think, have, have really jumped on board in a bipartisan way. But, it, but it is also my feeling that many times uh, things that are going on, no one is really clear on what the real intent and purpose is. Um, and you know, and there, there are some examples of that where things passed that don't seem to make a lot of sense, and nobody really knew what it was, and and candidly, and again, not to not to, uh, suppose to be in somebody's head and understand their motivations, but I, I suspect many people voted because they simply thought it was one thing and it was another, you know, or that they didn't know it was a, a, of any importance. And I think those things happen. I think less so now, but I think they do happen. And I think the, the, our responsibility as elected representatives is to make sure that things are clear I often hear the argument when people say hey what was we didn't even know about this or you know I didn't know about this or something like that the argument would be made well you know it was on page 93 of whatever in paragraph 6 so in other words you certainly you could have known but if you didn't read the 93 pages fully or you missed it or you lost that page or as a public you didn't go on the website and read 250 pages of backup you might not know i think it's incumbent upon us when there's something for lack of a better word, very relevant to the populace uh, or to a a wide range of the population or somebody who might be adversely affected. I think it's important that we shine the light of day on the things that we're doing. I'm making this as a very generic statement. I'm not calling out any one thing here. But I think it's important Mm -hmm. that if if, if it would be of interest to the average citizen because whether it be on ethical grounds or financial reasons or anything else, but it, it's important for us to try to shine the light of day and put it in layman's terms. You know, so if if the title of the bill is, you know, some cryptic three-sentence thing, you know, in parentheses you could say, well, this is about settling a dispute with, with, with human resources, you know, because it's important, I think, that the public – and very important that those working in the county and working on legislative matters know what's going on. And and, and and if anything, they have the opportunity then to form an opinion on fact and on information as opposed to conjecture and rumor. So transparency mm-hmm. serves a lot of a lot of roles.
0: How many how many Republicans are there in the county legislature?
1: I believe that there are well, and remember, you know, people are many people represent or have have the um have the um the sponsorship of numerous parties like myself, you know, sponsored by the independents, the conservative and the Republican Party. But having mm-hmm. a Republican uh you know, nomination or endorsement would be, I believe, nine people, if I'm not mistaken, and then there is one conservative in you know, in addition to
0: that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saw, actually, you know, you see some stuff in the newspaper about what's going on. Uh, what is going on in the county legislature that people should be aware of?
1: Well, I, I think I think what's most important now in our times is looking at two types of decisions. Um, The types of decisions that affect accountability, and I make that in a broad stroke statement, but, you know, do they affect, are we we allowing um, people to kind of pull one over on the public or are we keeping them on the straight and narrow? You know, that's one type of legislation. The other type of legislation that's most important today, given our fiscal crisis with the decisions that have been made surrounding shutdown of economic factors and all of that, um,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would be
1: how we're, spending, how we're spending public money. And I and I think the most important thing for the public to be looking at right now, if you were to focus on the county, um, particularly yeah. the legislature, is, is making sure that your representatives understand that it's really not sustainable to be spending money on programs as if it's business as usual. And I think that the overwhelming sentiment has been that it is business as usual, and that 's something as a fiscal conservative, somebody who's concerned about my constituents you know tax dollars and wallets is is very concerning to me. We have a tremendous budget gap that we 're going to need to close we 're probably already spending a lot more money than we should be, not simply an opinion of course i 'm not you know taking away from anybody 's particular programs, but you know we're we're looking at the need to really buckle down here and there's been some initiatives on the part of the county executive and I think it's a legislature we really need to take the bull by the horn so to speak and lead the ship toward reducing our financial burdens for the coming the coming fiscal year. I mean I think I think we're in, in 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 over our heads as it relates to the commitments that we make in terms of many programs uh social programs you know infrastructure everything i'm not i'm not commenting on the validity of these things what i'm saying is we're overcommitted based on the anticipated tax revenues that we're going to have through the end of the year and the anticipated tax revenues from sales tax and otherwise next year you know one thing that's important to know you know if if those listeners whatever um if they follow a particular leaning in politics everybody needs money right so So let's look at it like this. One thing we can all look at with our particular elected representatives is to remind them that we are tapped out as taxpayers as it is. So in order to continue moving forward, we've got to figure out a way that we can maybe reduce programs that are ineffective and that don't have measurable outcomes and emphasize those that are really doing a lot of good. And and, and that's probably the first conversation. The other thing that I want to point out and what what we should be watching with the county and the school districts is that tomorrow all the school taxes are due in almost all the jurisdictions in in Albany County. There are a few that don't pay in September. And uh, there are going to be a lot of delinquencies caused by the economic shutdown. I certainly couldn't predict. I'm not an economist with a model to tell you how many. But I'm sure there's going to be people who don't pay or at the very least pay late. And then come January, when the majority again of property and county, you know, town, city and county taxes are due, there's going to be probably some late payments or non-payments then. That has the potential to affect our budget going into the following year. And that's a big thing. So we need to be wary about how we're spending money and we need to be extremely um, conservative I know a lot of people don't like the word conservative, but conservative is an adjective, right? We need to be conservative about our our projections for income because our revenue is likely to fall significantly due to these tax receipts that might not happen and on the basis of whether or not sales tax um, revenues will increase or, or recover. And, and we don't know how long it's gonna be. So that's right now, the things to watch are, is the legislature on and the county executive's office you know are we on business as usual or are we belt tightening our belt and really looking hard at the money we spend focusing on those programs with the highest efficacy and benefit to the to the citizenry and the taxpayers and maybe you know working away from some of the ones that don't provide that benefit
0: so how how bad do you think this shortfall is going to be
1: Well, I mean, they're predicting you know uh, 40 to 60 million, um, and I believe it might even be higher than that. Don't don't quote me. I didn't come prepared. <laughs> well, you're quoting me because we're on the show. But the point you is, I really? didn't come prepared to to speak on that. But I know it's in the the, the 40 to 60 million category. It's quite a bit of money, and uh, and of course, we don't know what woes will be imposed on us in terms of our state funding or our federal funding. You know, those are certainly unpredicted measures right now we don't know what the state's going to do in 2021 so at any time we could be left holding the tab which is why i'm urging a very conservative approach to spending projections because we simply don't know it's like a game of musical chairs at the local level really we're the guy you know circling and when the music stops we need to have somewhere to sit but the other players in the game be it the state or the federal government they really they don't have to because they're not here they're not they're not our citizens, right? So in the end, we bear the, the the biggest burden and the biggest responsibility, and I think we need to approach it as such.
0: Okay. Um, so do you think there will be higher taxes or a lot of cuts in services and employees?
1: Well, I think there's a big effort um, to – not have a, a significant tax impact uh, uh you know for the taxpayers that's that's certainly the first and foremost i think everyone agrees that that's something we want to avoid um there are other sources that we can use we can dip in to some contingency funding we can do uh, revenue anticipation notes we can bond you know there's all these different things that the that the controller i'm sure would would tell us about more accurately but um at the end of the day we have to Base all of these things on anticipated projections for sales tax revenue and property tax and all those things. And, and quite candidly, I don't think we can pinpoint those things right now. I don't think we know what the, you know what they're going to be. Um, and I think we just need to be very very careful, you know, what assumptions we make about uh, the position we're going to be in come you know, let's say March of next year or, or June of next year. Um You know we have a lot of programs, and some of those programs are, are um, you know serving the citizenry citizenry and those programs could be founded by outside sources that we also can't predict and that's That's where I think the danger lies for us um, with respect to employment, um, there is um uh, a program that we are uh, going to be instituting for uh it's going to be up for vote uh on the you know the next the next legislative session where offering the incentive and i think that's been fairly well publicized now the incentive of, of fifteen thousand dollars to employees who are willing to separate uh, their employment agreement with the county at the end of the year um, it doesn't apply to existing retirements but it's an incentive for people to step away and the idea being that if those roles are not crucial um, we would not fill those roles. Uh, the proposal is for a year, not to fill them. I, I would think two or three years would be more effective. But in any event, the idea would be to reduce our overall employment costs for next year by spending about a to this year. So some upfront money to reduce the salaries and, and benefits for next year. So those types of programs, I think, are 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 the right spirit. Um, and certainly, you know, it, if I could. Suggest we certainly have a lot of vacant lines in our employment budget, and that would be a place to start, is to uh, remove those vacant lines and bring the budget down, and, and, you know, if we had to bring those vacant lines back in the future for expansion of employment, we could do so.
0: So has COVID-19, of course, probably changed the way uh, the legislature works? Do you do everything by Zoom now?
1: we have been um i don't believe that that's something we should be doing long term i I, frankly i'd like to get back to in-person meetings i think uh, from a realistic standpoint the problem has been public participation if we were to allow the public to come back then of course it would exceed all the meeting uh, people limits imposed by governor cuomo and so forth Um, i believe personally that we should go back to in-person legislative meetings with a video feed for the public to be on a Zoom um, uh, public input period and or public hearings, uh, kind of like we're doing now, only the legislators themselves would be in person.
0: And uh, do you think that's going to come down the pike pretty soon?
1: I can't speak for whether that's going to be proposed. I, I can tell you that I, I've made the suggestion. I don't know if that's gone anywhere. I didn't make it formally, but I will look into that. I, I couldn't answer that today, but I, I do plan okay. to bring that up personally and, and, with, and with the administrative staff, because I think, it, I think at the end of the day, it's important to be back to business, um, you know, individually. And certainly, if there are people with specific health risks, that they could they could still participate via Zoom, you know. Um, but having as many people back in one place and 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 in person debate, I think, is critical to the democratic
0: process. So, um, has the has COVID nineteen changed the uh, agenda for county legislative Zoom meetings?
1: I don't think so. I think we're we're still um, doing everything we would have done. Um, I just feel that it loses some of its uh, effectiveness. Um, but again, this goes back to my conversation. The business as usual is exactly what I'm afraid of. You know, I, I really think it should be changing our agenda. I think we should be working on a lot, you know, higher means, you know, austerity measures and, and reducing um, costs as much as possible and, and, Those are things that are generally done in committee in any case, but um, those are also done, you know, electronically.
0: Okay. So um, what's on the agenda for your next meeting? I'm sorry? What's on your agenda for for the next meeting? What will you be discussing?
1: Well, there's a public hearing tonight at 7.15, and and the public's... um, welcome to uh, to chime in I I do believe some one of the topics tonight is uh, uh, bag fees and reinstituting those things Um, and of course you know the public is always welcome and encouraged to go to the Albany County website to view the agendas and and to participate um, in the legislative public hearings, which is, is always uh, the last Tuesday of the month, which is tonight, 7-15. And as well, there's a public comment period at every legislative regular session, which is uh, the uh, the first uh, Monday of the month. Uh, I believe this month, however, it comes to be... No, it is the... Uh, my goodness, I have to look it up. What? What? I don't have a calendar in front of me coming up next week. I believe that's the 6th. Um, be at 6:30 p.m., generally the public period, uh, comment period goes from about 6:30 to 7:15, and same thing—you can you can join electronically, and you can make comment upon anything you'd like. It does not have to be something that's on the agenda that evening. If there's right. a topic that draws a lot of attention, of course they they try to to get to those items first. But um, but the public is always welcome to come in, and or well, I guess virtually in this case, come in and tell us what, you know, where they stand and, uh, you know, what what their thoughts are on, on what's going on in the world, whether it be here or elsewhere. Um, certainly we can't necessarily do anything about what's going on in the world, but we can certainly help them here in Albany County. So we encourage everybody to participate in some way.
0: Because you're in the minority, do you feel that um, you have, Kind of like a seat at the table. Do you think you have uh, the ability to implement things, even though you are in the minority?
1: I, w- I would think that, that that yes, I can, and we have. Um, but okay. you know, it requires consensus, and it should require consensus. I think, and, and just as a commentary on government, you know, government wasn't meant to be a one party rule whether you're in America or overseas or anywhere else um it's meant to be a government of consensus meaning serving all of the people or as many of the people as you can in some way and um so certainly you know by numbers if if you have a if you have agenda that is completely Um, off from everybody else, you're not going to get it passed. Um, But I think building consensus and and bringing reasonable legislation to the table or supporting uh, modifications to make legislation reasonable and and palatable for the populace at large is something a minority conference can do. And and I feel that that has been our role Um, and, and my role is to question things as they come across. You know, try to prevent things that might be calamitous for one party over another um, from going through without modification. And I think that's where we can have the most impact as what you, you know, like you said, as a minority conference. You know, the idea is to try to prevent things from happening that might be, you know, deleterious to a group, whether it be business, taxpayers, what have you, um, and, and try to get those things tempered, you know, to serve more of the people. The more people you can serve with legislation, the better job you're doing as government. And um, when we get into one-party rule situations, like are fairly common, and here is at the state level and in Albany County and maybe in the five boroughs, you know, certainly you know the majority rules, but that's also a little bit, um, you know, a little bit heavy-handed, right? So what, what we try to do is help things become a little bit more moderate and across try to serve as many of the citizens as we can. And, and I would never say that just because one's in the opposite or a, another political party that they can't agree with you and vice versa. So, you know, building consensus is the biggest role that we can take as a minority conference.
0: So our time is up, Todd. Give give yourself a little plug. How can people uh, reach you? Okay. <laughs> well,
1: I, I can be reached... Um, uh, certainly through through email, through the county, or through the um, the Minority Conference office. Um, my email is todd.drake at albanycounty.gov. And uh, we are uh, easily accessible, so feel free to call the office or feel free to look me up, uh, you know, um, anywhere, and, and i would get right back to you. Thank you. You
0: have been listening to... Todd Drake. This is Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and if you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Todd. Thank you.